Hi, this is Julia. Welcome to I Have Help. Interviews about the support in our lives, the paid and unpaid childcare, housework, and support we utilize to try to make our lives run smoothly. For my first episode, I interviewed a dear friend of mine, Julia. She and I first met when our kids were still quite young and in the early days of COVID, socially distanced in the park, trying to figure out what parenthood is all about. We still try to figure out what parenthood is all about and have had many, many conversations trying to figure out the priorities of work and childcare and trying to balance it so that we get what we need out of our life and to try to support our families as best we can. I love our conversations and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Julia. Hi. Welcome to the first, my first real interview. Thanks for having me. Um, so let's just get started and tell me a little bit about yourself and your family. Um, so I'm Julia. I am uh, the head of fund finance at a real estate private equity fund. Uh, my husband, Ben, is a partner at a law firm and we have two young daughters, Madeline, who's almost four, and Eloise, who's one and a half. We've lived in London about eight years now. Mm. Before that, we were in New York, um, which is where I'm from. Um, and my husband uh, is born and raised in Paris. Nice. But he went to school in the U.S. Yes, we met in New York, and that's, yeah, and then yeah. eventually came here. He's like my husband, where he's actually European, but you would never guess by chatting with him casually because he doesn't really have an accent at all. Yeah, he's a little bit of a magic trick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So take me back to when you were pregnant, like all the way back to pregnant with Madeline before you had kids. What was your initial plan in terms of childcare? What what were you doing at the time? And what did you think, what were your plans for, for that? Yeah, so when I had Madeline, I was actually just made redundant at my current job. So I decided to take... Uh, a year off and uh, be a mom and figure out what my next step was. You know, growing up, I had a stay-at-home mom, um, and I have two sisters who are 16 months and 18 months um, older and younger than me. So I always just looked at my mom, and she just did everything. Mm. And But to be honest, she was always exhausted, and I sort of thought that's what you had to be to be a mom. So, you know, when I had Madeline, I did everything myself. I cooked, I cleaned, I watched her. Um, you know, I had her right before COVID. So, you know, we had six months of living in the real world before COVID hit us. And, you know, my husband started working from home and we had a new norm. Um, but yeah, for that first year, it was just her and me and, you know, my husband popping in and out, uh, throughout the day, um, which had its pros and cons definitely. Um, and then when I was going back to work, when my daughter was about one, we looked at every different combination, uh, nanny, nursery. We had actually settled on a mix. So she was going to nursery in the morning, and then we had a nanny in the afternoon. Yeah, and at that time, you were working from home. I majority, was working right? from home, yeah. yeah. And, and Ben was too. Yep. I guess that was like the height of COVID. The height of COVID. Well, COVID. I guess not the height of COVID, but no one was even talking about going back to work yet. Yeah, yeah. So there was a nice kind of in-between. So going back to work that first time was a nice kind of easing back in because you still... You didn't have the commute and yeah. you could pop downstairs. And that's why we, we kept the nanny in the afternoon just so we could see her just a little bit more. Yeah. And I, I remember those those days pretty fondly because it was easy to kind of get a lot of time with the kids and also still be able to kind of... Everyone work seemed to be a bit 
a little more laid back in terms of expectations of hours and you could kind of sneak that. in and out without without anyone noticing, right? Yeah. You could sneak and do bedtime or bath time and barely be noticed that you're away from your desk, which um, which which was nice as a you know I was starting a brand new job. Yeah, so. talk, talk to me about talk to me a little bit about that because you were starting a new role at a new company. Did you feel pressure with that, or what were the conversations like before you started, knowing that uh, you had a little baby at home? How did how did you manage that? I mean, luckily, I didn't really have to have the conversation because mm-hmm. it was remote, so you could manage your day and do you know do the mom thing and and do the work thing and and, and manage if you, you know because we had you know a good childcare setup. To answer that question properly, it was probably we'll have to jump a little bit ahead to when I came back from my second maternity leave, yeah. because that was jumping back into post-COVID life, where you know my office is a four days in, one day out shop, and I had to have a sit down with my boss saying that's not going to work for me, and this is what's going to work for me, and you know setting down my limits of you know having an extra flex day and and you know not making it into the office until 5 and leaving by 5.15 every day and really setting those and standing by those. And it's worked so far. Yeah. So talk me through, I know you then had your daughter, Eloise. Yes. Um, and talk me through kind of the shift in childcare as Madeline got older and started a different nursery and started doing that full time. Mm-hmm. And what did that look like once Eloise entered the mix? Yeah, I think I finally listened to my husband and learned that I needed to accept a bit of help, Mm. even though I was on maternity leave. I think I thought maternity leave meant me doing everything, but that's not what it is, right? So we started having um, our housekeeper, you know, do a few hours of, of childcare a week. And I was able to go for a run, grab a coffee, or most likely take a nap. Um, and I saw a huge difference in my emotional state um, the second time around Yeah, with Eloise, for sure. And both with both girls, did you take the full year maternity leave? We, um, we, we both live in the UK, and that's the... Yeah, lucky us. Allowed, yeah. Uh, I took 10 months for, yeah. for Eloise this time. And a, a full, well, I guess a full year for Madeline, but that was yeah because of the, the career shift yes. as well. Do you think originally, do you think that you had, do you remember if you had planned on taking a full I year? I did, I did. I yeah. did, for sure. I think uh, I think it's a huge benefit that they give you in this country. Um, I do look at a lot of my friends in, in the U.S. and my heart breaks for them when they have to start thinking about going back to work after six or eight weeks. And so I, I definitely think it's a... Um, it's a huge luxury here in the UK. Yeah, but and then going through with Eloise, I think one thing that I realized because everyone takes the full year, there's less of kind of the daycare type nurseries that take kids under yeah, under one. Under one. Yeah. Where both of our kids go to the same nursery where they have to be turning to the year that they are in. Yeah. So there's not much thought about for under that one. age because yeah. they assume that most people are are know. taking that. And so then with Eloise, what did you look at for for childcare? Because um, when how old was she when you? Yeah, she was about 10, 10 months old. Uh, we did find a nursery that would that would take her in, um, and this is where you know my inner mom guilt started going off like a fire alarm. Uh, it just didn't work for us, right? I think anything with childcare. You need to feel good about it and confident about your decision. And I, 
you know, just this was not the place for Eloise. Mm-hmm. It caused me extra stress in my life every day when I dropped her off. Uh, so after about three months of, of trying that out, we, we decided to, um, you know, ask our housekeeper if she could turn into full-time child care for Eloise. And then she did. And yeah, life, it hasn't been the same since, since yeah. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, I, I remember you debating that for quite a long time. And it was a painful kind of decision because your gut was telling you one thing, but logistically it logistically it actually worked really well. It's right next door to the other nursery. Mm-hmm. And on paper, it seemed like a good option, but something just never felt right there. Yeah. And I think that uh, I, I've noticed a difference in you kind of since you made that decision and uh, your nanny is now is, is, is an angel. Yeah, and child's care is such a personal decision, right? There's no there's no right box that fits everyone, right? So it's, it's dependent upon, you know, and it changes as the kids change age, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell you now, my, my Eloise, she's 18 months and she's full day with, with, with our housekeeper now and she's ready to go to nursery. She yeah. is like <laughs> chomping, you know, we dropped my older one off and she wants to run in. So she's, she's starting that in September, which is, which will be lovely. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just, it changes, oh gosh, it changes every day. I know it does, doesn't it? So overall, like your, your setup right now seems to work pretty well for you. Yeah. Uh, so you have, let's just outline it a little bit. So Madeline is your eldest and she's in nursery. What are the hours that she's in nursery? Uh, she's in nursery from, well, the, as the hours, uh, you know, about around 8, 8.30 to 5.30. Yeah. And then your nanny housekeeper is there. What are the hours for that? She arrives around 8.30 and leaves around 7.30. So we've, we've made the decision of keeping her around through through bedtime bath time um mostly because there's many days when either myself or my husband are you know struggling to get home for that bedtime so so walk me through kind of a normal day and week kind of what what does that look like um you know like I was saying before I go in the office three four times a week as does my husband uh so you know it's typically one of us kind of jumps out does the kids breakfast, the other gets ready for work, and then, you know, we do the reverse. Uh, the other gets ready while the other one gets the, the kids dressed, and then we're out the door around 8.30. Um, you know, we, we try to both drop off Madeline, then, you know, pop into the office uh, with Jolie staying home with, with Eloise. And then, like I said before, um, you know, both trying to leave work around 5 o'clock, but, you know, every day is full of surprises. But I, I, act, I try to actively make a decision to, to kind of get up and leave at 5 Everything else can wait. Do the pickup for for Eloise uh, for Madeline, and then come home, and then we have an hour and a half of madness before bedtime at seven. <laughs> <laughs> that last hour of the day is always the, yeah, uh, either a real highlight or a real, real yeah, low yeah, point in the yeah. day. Yeah, it changes every day. <laughs> um, so, anything that you pur- what is one thing that you purposefully outsource? Um. I think I, I I'll, I'll give you two kind of answers for that actually. One, I, I purposely outsource my laundry just because I, if I did my own laundry, everything would turn out pink and shrunken. So I definitely don't do that myself. Um, the other thing is I think having having our our, our housekeeper stay until seven thirty is mm-hmm. something that we purposely decided to do. Um, you know, in order to kind of keep the stress 
uh, between my husband and I kind of down for, you know, not having that guilt factor of, oh, I, I can't make it out of the office today. I'm leaving, yeah. you know, my wife home or, you know, me leaving Ben home with, with two cranky girls after a full or day you feel like and, Or you feeling like you're leaving your team in the middle yeah, of something that you need I, to do. which I try not to yeah. do. You know, I'm, I, you know, I'm very, I'm the only mom on my team, so I really try to make it so that it's not so apparent sometimes. Um, so I would say, you know, those those two things, kind of having that sub- extra support for bedtime. Yeah. On, yeah, and my laundry. And is there anything that you really hold sacred that you don't outsource ever or rarely? Um, it's funny because while I said I I, I outsource, you know, having an extra support during bedtime, I actually hold bedtime very sacred. Mm. Um, and and so I, you know try to be home and yeah. do that even if it's me walking in 10 minutes before the girls go down to read each girl you know I mean, their final a, book before bed yeah. the final kiss and putting them in their bed um i find that really important so i really you know try to never miss that but i think that you've you the way that you've explained it in a way you've removed the pressure from bedtime yeah and so you but you can still hold it sacred even if you don't do every part of it yeah. you're still you're allowing yourself that you can come and arrive for it and not have to feel like you need to get there to do the whole shebang every night because that would be putting too much pressure on yourself. Absolutely. Or, or Ben. Um, do you have a current pain point in your setup? Like what's what's your biggest frustration? I mean, I probably should have touched upon this earlier, but not having family nearby mm. is probably the biggest pain point. Um, I look at a lot of friends around who have parents that live, you know, around the corner to an hour away and they can pop over for a weekend to, to, to help out or just, you know, be around. Um, you know, my parents visit twice a year. Um, my husband's uh, parents, they, they live in Paris, so they're able to come over. They try to come over once a month. And, yeah. you know, that that's lovely and it's, it's amazing. But I, 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 I do miss having, I think, uh, that family uh, support close by. Yeah. But I think that's why we've kind of uh, made almost like a family unit within our, our, our friend group. Yeah, I agree. I think that we've, we've prioritized that to be that for each other. Um, so, okay, my last kind of questions are a bit more random, but what is the best holiday that you've been on as a family and what was that set up? Uh, by far, it was last summer. We rented a house uh, um, in Ile de Ré, which is an island uh, off the west coast of France. We went to the house for a month and we found a lovely au pair mm. who just helped us. And it was great. My husband took his paternity leave. I was on paternity leave. And it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a magical summer. We just rode bikes. And I think, you know, having that extra pair of hands was a game changer for us, for sure. Uh, and what is your guilty pleasure to unwind? Um, I don't know if it's too guilty, but um, definitely a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I don't know, reading cheesy romance novels. Yeah, you do love. What's your favorite right now? I don't know if it's necessarily cheesy, but I just finished Beach Read by Emily Henry, and it was absolutely amazing. Highly recommend it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, before we finish, I actually wanted to circle back on your maternity leave, um, not maternity leave, but you going back to work uh, and looking at kind of how it was different with the two girls. Obviously, the world was different with COVID, in, in COVID and out of COVID. Um, but what do you think, how do you think that that went the two the two times? Because I think in a way you almost found the second time Easier. a bit, oh, 
easier. I found the second time easier because I put less pressure on myself to be the the mom I thought I had to be, the working mm. mom I thought I had to be, and I I accepted a lot more help, and I accepted that if I can't do everything, that's okay. And yeah. I feel like with Madeline, I still, you know, accepted the minimum amount of help around me. Mm. Um, whereas with Eloise, I'm if someone wants to pick up my kid from nursery and drop her off for me, that's great. You know, I, I you know, it's it's I think my acceptance of of help and that it doesn't need to be on my shoulders is something I really I think embraced uh, the second time around. Do you think so? What do you think would be your biggest piece of advice for people going back to work? After maternity Gosh, leave. Just don't be hard on yourself. You yeah. know, no one's expecting you to walk in and be this power woman, working mom, day one. Mm. Um, and and just being open, being open with your team, being open with your colleagues, your boss, your your partner. That you know, when 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 things are getting stressful, I think that you know, really not keeping it all bottled up. Um, yeah, and a- asking for what you need. Yeah, asking for what you need. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much for sitting down. Of course, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for listening to I Have Help. If you've enjoyed this episode, hit follow or subscribe and please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love feedback, so please tell me how I'm doing. You can find me on Instagram at I Have Help. And if you're interested in being on the show or participating in any way, drop me a DM or fill out the survey at the top of the profile. Thanks again. Chat soon. Chat soon.